I, I would agree with Joel that, you know, after all, trying all different kinds of hybrid watermelons, and you just come back, that crimson sweet flavor is just... No, not necessarily, but uh, they, they just actually, uh, yeah, some of those long ones, if the soil isn't just right, they'll just shrivel on the one end, or if it's dry weather, whereas Crimson Sweet will just kind of shrink down like this. Yeah, okay. Okay, I think we're going to start, uh, so we'll be on time here. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. This afternoon we're going to be talking about how to grow s what? Okay. Oh, our camera's not quite ready. Okay, this afternoon we're going to be talking about how to grow and eat salads all winter out of a, a cold frame or unheated greenhouse. And also we're going to talk some about season extension just in general in the garden, how to extend the season. But we're going to start with, um, with eating out of your uh, cold frame all, all uh, winter, and then we'll kind of back into season extension. And if you want a resource that uh, covers this very well, plus it's a general gardening book that's kind of the cutting edge of gardening technique, um, Four Season Harvest by Elliot Coleman. I've been to his uh, little greenhouse. My dad and I, we camped uh, there in his garden. And, and some people, when you go to their garden, it doesn't look as good as it does in the pictures. This one, I must say, is it's just the way it is in, in the pictures and sounds. It's really, he's a consummate uh, gardener. And, and, and what's in here really works because I, I've been doing it on a home gardening scale for the past 10-12 uh, years. I spent a good share of my life in market gardening, but now we're just doing a, a home garden in West Virginia. And um, so uh, if I can do it there, you can do it down here in Texas. It's, it's easier here in Texas because you have a little bit milder, um, milder winter. And of course, I assume I'm uh, talking also to people that are come from further north or, or whatever. And so I've, I have visited people in, uh, and talked to people in Michigan, northern Iowa, and so forth have done the same thing. It just takes, the further north you go, the more effort it, it, it takes, okay? But it's still, Elliot Coleman lives in Maine, so if he can do it in Maine, <laughs> then he can do it most places um, in, in the United States. <clears throat> And uh, this handout you have here is just basically a one, one small chapter from uh, our book we have back there, our syllabus. Um, so if you're interested in that, um, we have those. Okay, um, like I said, you can do this just about anywhere in the United States. Um, if you have the right plan, okay, uh, the right timing of, of planting the crops, as you head into the winter, and the right seeds, and um, maybe last but not least, or most important, is the right little structure, okay? And um, so we'll go on through that. Unfortunately, the, 
the cold frame that I did for several years. I don't have pictures of it, but I have a cold frame in here later on. Um, but this is the uh, little unheated uh, greenhouse. It's like a sunroom under the deck built on the south side of our house there. And it has a double layer of um, greenhouse plastic, which you know can take the UV light. So it's not just any old uh, plastic. Um, but it's the two by twos going vertically, and then plastic on the inside of the two by twos and on the outside, and then just a double paned uh, sliding glass door. You know, most sliding doors are are a double uh, glass, and. Um, and then it has a vent on the, on the back side uh, that you can't see that opens like, a, it opens like a door, okay, but it's a, it's a window. And it has an automatic opener on it, which I'll, I'll uh, show you. That's my little structure that I've been using for the last uh, several years. You can see it can be just like that, you know, just crisp and cold and down in the teens at night and you can pick salads out of there any day of the year except in our area um, every other winter it'll freeze up for maybe two weeks just be so cloudy and just frozen that you know you really can't maybe even open the door sliding glass door frozen shut but otherwise you know any day that the sunshine and it all thaws out in there you can't believe that what looked like just frozen stiff can just melt out to beautiful beautiful salads yeah and it only cost me you know a few uh, pennies, you might say, a few dollars for those uh, pressure-treated um, two-by-twos. <laughs> and, um, and my brother Dave does construction. He brought home that uh, sliding glass door he pulled out of uh, someplace. This is what it's like inside. Um, you can see this was a, a couple years ago because my son is a little bit um, bigger now. But, but uh, this is when we first uh, planted it. And you can see just a variety of salads there. On the, on the right side there, uh, probably a salad bowl, green salad bowl. And uh, over here, some pek choy, maybe tat soy over here, spinach, and uh, maybe some onions that uh, were going bad in the pantry. And I just stuck them in there and just, just uh, picked those and so forth. I'll show you a few different shots. And then when it's really cold, you uh, have these hoops over the, the uh, beds and you put, um, here is plastic, but usually we do what's called floating row cover, which I'll show you some pictures of that later. It can breathe and rain will go through it. It, it breathes and so it doesn't overheat, whereas plastic, you know, if you don't get out there at the right time, it'll get, um, it'll get too warm. And it's really great, you know, just about any time to be able to go in there and pick this variety of, um, of salads and uh, mizuna, tatsoi, spinach, arugula, um, and um, on and on, chives, garlic chives, and mix that all together. And 15 minutes later, you're, you know, you're eating that fresh, uh, my wife puts pumpkin oil and lemon juice and salt on it. And you can just eat bushels of salad once it's uh, flavored that um, Southern European way. 
What's that? Oh, yeah. This uh, is, uh, is uh, about um, six feet uh, wide from the cement blocks over to the, and long, it's, uh, I think, 16 feet long. Yeah. Yeah, across this way, whoopsie daisy. Across this way, it's six feet. And this way, from the sliding glass doors over to this end, it's 16, 16 feet. Oh. Yeah, it's probably um, about nine feet. Well, the one end is maybe 10 feet, and that end over there is maybe eight feet, you know, because it's kind of West Virginia, we have a lot of slanting surfaces. And uh, that's what makes it such a neat place. Is that deeper the boxes? Deeper the boxes, well, right here, maybe uh, 18 inches. And I just did that because I, again, was dealing with a slope. You know, this is going uphill, and so I had to stair-step it. But I would have preferred to just stick some boards in like this, two by sixes, and done the whole thing on the level. But there's some red Russian kale, arugula, and uh, probably oak leaf lettuce. Uh, here's uh, mizuna, I think, and some kind of mustard or red, uh, red lettuce. This is celery, uh, which at some point it has a hard time making it. Celery does, but the onions, we just pick the onion leaves, okay? So that we, you know, it keeps putting out more and more leaves uh, instead of pulling. You could, you know, you can pull them as green onions, but we, we want to keep it all going as, uh, as long as possible. Yeah. <clears throat> and what I try to do is I try to plant my um, salad in here um, one to two weeks before, in West Virginia, one to two weeks before the first frost in the fall. Okay. And then I just leave the doors open. You know, I don't try to keep it closed because still, most of the time it's sunny. Even if it frosts some, you know, these can take, take frost. And then about sometime in November, about now, it starts freezing. Well, now with uh, global warming or whatever, it keeps getting later and later, okay? Uh, but uh, when it starts to be, you know, really the first hard freeze, which is usually beginning of November, then, you know, then I start start closing it up. And uh, basically, you're wanting to get it grown to about this size um, before it really starts freezing. And then it just coasts from there. You don't get a lot of growth. But every day that there's sun, you know, you still get a lot of sunny days, depending on, on what kind of a season it is. And so anytime there's a little bit of sun, that's warming your cold frame or your unheated greenhouse. And of course, this is against the south side, so those blocks absorb the, the heat. And of course, that's a heated basement, so that helps to also buffer it. But, but um, I wanted to do it. I could put heat in here. We have, in West Virginia, when you go looking for a homestead in West Virginia, you're looking for free natural gas. Okay, that just comes with the property. Even if you don't own the mineral rights, you get free natural gas, okay? And uh, so we have free natural gas, so we could, we could heat it. See? But um, I just wanted to show myself and everybody what, what I can do with it. So. 
And then usually uh, when the, you know, I go ahead and plant my salads out in the, in the garden in the spring, and then I plant tomatoes in my greenhouse and get early tomatoes maybe a month earlier than what I would get um, out in the garden. And so they grow over there. Of course, then we grow tomatoes out in the garden. And once I start getting the tomatoes from the garden, I kind of get so busy. These just get all like a jungle. I don't prune them as much. Then it comes fall and it starts, you know, to get that time. I go, oh boy, we better have, I want some tomatoes when those get killed out there. So I go in there and try to straighten it all up and prune it all up. And, um, and let's see here, there. And so you can see how I prune these up. And then I just plant salads right there in between the tomatoes. And many times I'll even transplant some, I maybe mizuna and, um, and even lettuce from the garden, some real beautiful ones. Or if I haven't gotten this planted when I should have the, the lettuce, then I just take the fall lettuce out of my garden and transplant it into the greenhouse. Try not to have to do that. But. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. In this whole thing of salads, uh, a cold frame or a little green, unheated greenhouse, you want to have uh, sustained growth, but you don't want to over-fertilize them. So that's where well-made compost is the perfect thing, okay? So on this, I mean, you know, there's a very small area and it counts a lot for you know, eating all winter. So you can afford to put on one to two inches of compost. So, and you till that in. And I tested this soil. We brought this in from uh, over in the edge of the woods, this soil, and I tested it with Neil Kinsey. And I put on, you know, the rock phosphate and the high calcium lime and the boron and the copper. And, um, and I, I guess I didn't say this this morning, but I've just, you know, I've tested soil basically all over the world, and I've found that you can just count on it. Just about any soil will have one or two trace elements that are very deficient. You can't, you can't even predict what they'll be, but it's, you know, one soil have one, one soil another, and the same thing with calcium, you know, and magnesium and, and so forth. It can be all over the place. So that's where um, some, you'll have the rare soil that it's just like, oh, wow, this one is balanced. That's great. Um, so, okay, so I put on one to two inches of compost and, and dig that in, and then maybe as a maintenance thing, then I'll do maybe, you know, a fourth of an inch or something like that e each year. And that gives you, see, that compost, that humus, it makes it available to the plants, but it's not force-feeding them. It's kind of like cafeteria, cafeteria style instead of force feeding. Yeah. And uh, that's really important because they found that in low light conditions, which is cloudy weather during the winter time, that greens and salads tend to have a higher level of uh, free nitrates, okay? Because, it, you know, the, the nitrogen is continuing to be released or fed to the plants, but there isn't enough light to build that into amino acids, into proteins, and so forth. So it's very, that's where the organic approach uh, shines as composed to spoon feeding it with some kind of chemical um, fertilizer. 
<clears throat> oh, here, let's uh, show you this, uh, this opener. Right, uh, right there, this is that window that opens like a door, okay? And right here is an automatic opener, which I bought from uh, Peaceful Valley Farm Supply. It's a place in California, okay? And they have the best price on these, on these uh, openers. And it's just a little cylinder that um, expands and contracts when it you know, heats and cools. And so it'll automatically open that window for me. So if I you know, haven't gotten the doors opened, it'll at least keep it from burning up in there. Or if I'm sitting in church and the sun comes out, see, I, I can still concentrate on the, on the sermon type of thing. Yeah. But here I many times pick tomatoes until into January from these uh, uh, tomatoes. So it's amazing that having it, I have the, the roof, uh, which is the bottom of the deck, I insulated it right up, uh, where am I here? Right up here, this is roofing, metal roofing with insulation on top of it. And during the summertime, of course, the sun goes straight up, so things don't really get good light in there. But the main time I'm growing here is in the fall and winter when the sun is really low and it's just shining right in there. So it, it does really well. It's like a little solar greenhouse uh, uh, type, of, type of thing. Okay, and here's just another picture of this, um, this uh, automatic vent opener. And this is a, this is a cold frame. And it's, not as, uh, it's more fancy than my cold frame. This is made out of aluminum and maybe plexiglass. Okay, mine was made out of wood. Okay, just uh, two by, I think it was a two by 10 across the front, and then it was higher on the back. And then I had some window panes that, uh, wooden, wooden window panes with glass in them that, you know, set on there, just slanted like this one does. And then I actually tacked some plastic on the outside of those window panes, and you could do it also on the inside. So then you'd have three layers of plastic on the inside, glass in the middle, and plastic on the outside, say. And so the wood has an insulating factor, and then there's double layers of plastic. Of course, you can buy these with, uh, from like Peaceful Valley Farm Supply and Johnny's. You can buy them with polycarbonate, uh, triple wall polycarbonate for a price, and, um, and they look very much like this one. This looks, this looks single wall, but same, same idea. But it's really nice to have this automatic opener, whether you're doing a cold frame or, um, or a greenhouse. But in, in my cold frame, I would just plant it a um, week or two before the, the first frost in the fall. I would just leave the windows totally off until it you know, really started freezing. And then um, I would just maybe have them on there, but not closed all the way. And then the more it gets freezing, you know, I just move it and close it at night. Sometimes when it's really cold, then you can put um, floating row cover over the salads inside. Or even sometimes I would even just take an army blanket and throw it on the top just to give it, you know, extra, extra insulation. Okay, um, now, now we, uh, just in the last uh, year or so, we built this um, hoop house that's uh, 24 by 60. And this is what our hoop house looked like 
at the time of the agriculture conference last year. So about this time, it was uh, we were selling lettuce to the to the schools and restaurants. Um, the Cimarron, Red Sails, and Coastal Star over here. We had carrots, which we put some tarps over the winter to keep them, and we basically eat kale. Put floating row cover over the kale and kept it. We kept picking it uh, all, all winter. And uh, here's, this was about Christmas time. We were uh, picking, the, picking the lettuce and you can see we had put uh, hoops, uh, wire hoops, and then this floating row cover uh, over at night whenever it was freezing. Um, and we also had floating row cover on this kale as it got uh, really cold then into January. Um, and I think up until Christmas time, we just had the um, uh, 0.55. It's in Johnny's. Let's see here what page. Um, let's see. I think it's on page 200 in the Johnny's catalog. Uh, is this floating row cover. And I, most of the time, use the, uh, the 0.55 uh, ounce um, yeah, here we go. Uh, 0.55 ounce uh, weight which is what we use mostly in the garden or whatever. And then um, to really take it through the winter, you can use a 1.5 ounce um, thickness. Okay, but that we don't use generally in the garden because it, uh, you know, it cuts out more light. Okay. But the way we did this was um, we had, I think by the beginning of January, we had two layers of uh, this uh, 0.55 uh, uh, weight uh, row cover. I think that you see sitting up there bunched up. That was two layers. Then when we cut this lettuce back and we cut half the bed up here, we just doubled it over so we had four layers, okay? And we went through the beginning of January that way. Then when we cut it down to one-fourth of a bed was left. We doubled it over again. Then we had eight layers. Okay, and then we got to uh, half of that. We doubled over again, and we had 16 layers, and we kept uh, picking lettuce from one of those 16 layers through the end of January. Okay, but you know, usually I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that many multiple layers. We're just kind of storing it under the, under the row cover. But usually in our, you know, when you're doing this, was you have to protect a big uh, lettuce plant like this a lot more. So that's why to go through the winter, you just use the, you know, like salad mix where you're just growing it, you know, small lettuce like that. Uh, it survives freezing a lot better. Okay, and this is what our salad looked like uh, just before we left to uh, come here to Texas. And so this is... Um, this part right here, that's our salad for the next uh, month. And then probably by um, 1st of January, that will, or sometime in December, that will, this part right here, will have gotten this size. And um, 
So that's sort of the stage that you want it as you're going into the, into the cold, cold weather. And of course here we have some peppers that we're wanting to keep going as long as we can uh, in this unheated hoop house. And on back here are tomatoes, which that, that brown that you see has already been damaged by a, a few freezes that we've had there in, um, in West Virginia. Well, something happened there. Either crashed or... Okay, <laughs> came back. Another shot just closer up of uh, mizuna here and arugula and different salad mix and some spinach right here. And so you just go out there and just, just cut it here, cut it there, whatever you're, whatever you're hungry for right then. Um, from the top there. Same kind of thing. And here we're putting those hoops over again. And um, we're covering it with uh, the, uh, this is the, the 0.55 weight. And this is the uh, 1.5. Putting it over the peppers to, uh, we maybe will get them through um, middle of December or something. And this is the uh, one they carry in uh, Johnny's is the Agrabon. That's the one I've been the happiest with. There's some other brands, Coverton and so forth, that just, they, they're just, they don't hold up. But Agrabon, it has that, it really breathes nicely, doesn't cut out too much light, but it's very tough. And, uh, and what happens is when it freezes, the moisture that's coming up from underneath this floating row cover freezes on the floating row cover. So it creates a solid barrier out of the ice to protect your plants, you know, uh, somewhat. And this DeWitt we've also um, used in the 1.5 uh, weight. Okay. Um, any questions on this? Um, this part here before we go on. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, you can get it, as you see here in Johnny's. You can get it, um, yeah, Ag 19 is a 0.55, okay? And then Ag 30 is a 0.9 ounce per square yard. And the point, I mean the AG 50, which is like the fourth one down, is 1.5 ounces per square yard. I use the 0.55 for everything, but then when you get, you know, to where you, if you're going further north or you want to stretch the limits of how far you can take it through the winter, then you. Um, then you go with uh, you know heavier, uh, heavier weights, yeah. and of course more expensive. <laughs> yes. Okay. The question is, if you plant lettuce now, if it'll still grow even if you've had one frost, and that probably. And where where are you located? Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah. 
yeah, you're, 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 you're probably, it'll just kind of sit there until um, whenever you start getting more light and it starts getting warmer in the spring. Um, so uh, it'd be a fun thing to try, but it'd probably be about the equal then to just plant it end of January or something like that in the unheated greenhouse under floating row cover, okay? And a floating row cover, you know, I use it so much out in the garden because you can plant whatever you're going to plant out in the garden, let's say of carrots, beets, lettuce, you can plant it two or three weeks earlier because that will protect it from getting burned by the freeze, just like it does in the greenhouse, protects it from getting burned. So it's really great stuff. Okay, if you look on the second page here, um, you will see some of the um, crops that we grow listed here um, uh, on a second paragraph. Um, butterhead, romaine, of course you can grow you know any varieties of these you want. Oak leaf, black-seeded Simpson, uh, tango, cardinal, green ice, that's one of my favorite is green ice. It's not in Johnny's Johnny's catalog. Uh, they keep changing their varieties. It seems like they move on to what they think are better varieties, which I, I, I mean, I, Johnny's such a great resource for the latest and the greatest varieties, but, but there's some you get stuck on. You say, oh, well, why'd, why'd they quit carrying that? So Tango is one of those. It really makes, um, uh, I mean, green ice is one of those. It really makes um, very, um, uh, much of a luft in your in your salad, yeah. Uh, one I don't like is uh, Lola Rosa is in many put in many salad mixes, but it's like putting crepe paper into your salad mix. Okay, it does it does make luft, but it doesn't have a lot of good texture and flavor. Yeah. But then ones like um, varieties like Arctic King, North Pole, Winter Marvel, you get the idea there, you know, kind of made to take the cold. Some that Elliot Coleman grows is Sesame, Samantha, uh, Charisma, and uh, we found Red Sails is not only good for, you know, head lettuce, that's a leaf head lettuce, but very good for salad mix, yeah. Um, uh, maybe about half of them are in Johnny's C catalog. And a good way to get a jump start on what you want, you know, try some of these that I tell you. But you just buy Johnny's salad mix or go into, into Lowe's and the Burpee's uh, rack there and they'll have, they have a couple different kinds of salad mix and you just read on there what they have in their salad mix. You buy that and you'll find which ones you like, see? and then you invest in those. Some people like to grow beets in their salad mix because that adds a red color, but I, I haven't gotten into that that much. Yeah. How much protection does the greenhouse offer? Or is it mostly the that protects the plants? Uh, yeah, the, the unheated greenhouse, even though it's not heated, uh, the question was how much a greenhouse, uh, how much protection it gives. Even though it's not heated, it um, just gives you that layer of buffer against that just burning cold, okay? And so then if you use a floating row cover inside of that at a certain threshold, you know, it just gives you another 
another buffer. I uh, know it's just made out of uh, plastic. Yeah, six mil uh, greenhouse plastic. I think Jonathan is displaying one over here in the auditorium. And uh, this one is a little bit, you know, maybe bigger and, and heavier duty. But um, uh, it's, you know, it's just, just single layer of, of plastic. Uh, the wire uh, hoops there, you can get them at Lowe's? Uh, you, you, just, you, you just buy the wire from your local hardware store. You just go in there and say, I need some number nine uh, wire, and uh, it'll be at least our hardware store. It cost us $17 for 100 feet or 170 feet or something like that. So it was, it was you know, less expensive than Johnny's um, for that. And of course, then you don't have to pay the shipping and all that good stuff. Oh, this is, no, this is, this is, uh, it's not hard. It's, it, no, it's just a, a sheet of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you just stretch it on there and, um, and tack it in place, or ours has a special wiggle wire um, thing to hold it, hold it in place. Okay, let's look at a few other things here besides the uh, lettuce. The main thing is that when you're doing this lettuce, you want to, um, do it as a cut and come again thing. So you take and um, you know you just grow the lettuce this high, and then you just go in there with a nice sharp sawtooth knife and grab a hold of it and cut it. But you don't cut it too low. You want to avoid cutting the heart of the lettuce. As long as you leave the heart there, it can look like a real haircut, but it'll just come back up again. And so you just you know it just keeps pumping it out. You just be amazed at how much how much it can how much it can produce there. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, just go down through these other, other ones here. I use red Russian kale. Uh, that's in Johnny's on page 58. Arugula is on page 50. All these are around the 50s there. Uh, Motch salad is kind of slow growing, but it, it's very good. It has a nutty flavor, and it can probably take more cold than any of the others uh, in this whole list here. And um, then, of course, spinach. And then I like to have oriental greens in there because they seem to be able to take um, the cold and they grow faster in low light conditions than any of the other winter uh, things. So those would be like um, uh, pak choy, tatsoi, mizuna, Chinese cabbage, um, and then I like uh, wild greens in there. They're really weeds in the garden. Chickweed, sorrel, uh, things like that. And uh, they, you know, you can buy sorrel in Johnny's catalog, but uh, it grows, grows as a weed in my, in my greenhouse. And I, just, I, I try to keep it under control, you know, so it doesn't get out of hand. But it's a very, it gives a lemony, lemony flavor. And of course, then garlic, garlic chives, onions, parsley, um, anything that'll take cold, you stick it in your, whatever you like, um, stick it in there. Yeah. And um, sometimes you, uh, you can have problems with slugs if it's very, you know, damp time, cloudy. You just don't want to water more than you have to, okay, to keep your plants really growing. That'll help with the slugs. And um, 
have well composted compost so you don't have a lot of trashy organic matter just floating around on the top of the soil. Keep it very clean. You've already done the organic thing by putting that you know, mature compost in there. And then there's a, a product called Sluggo or Ascargo that you can get from places like Peace Valley Farm Supply and um, Johnny's, I think, has it. Um, that it's iron phosphate and it's uh, a bait that the slugs, it's a nutrition, iron phosphate. But anyway, somehow it kills the slugs and they just come up with a new one that's Sluggo Plus. It has spinozad in it which is a natural insecticide that takes care of meal, meal bugs. Then the other problems you may sometimes have in a cold frame or unheated greenhouse is, um, is aphids. Uh, but I, it's another way that you want, a place that you want to make sure you have well-made compost because usually um, aphids are because you have too much nitrogen or too little nitrogen. The plants are weak or they're weak because they are not well fed or they're overfed. Okay? But you know, I can't guarantee that I'll always get it just right and there's a certain time in the spring, I don't know why it is, when it's going from winter survival to just about start to start to grow, that's when the aphids like to hit. As soon as the sun start, you get, start getting more sun and the plants start growing, the aphids just disappear. But there's, sometimes you just need something and insecticidal soap really um, is, a, you know, it's a time when you can use it uh, to uh, take care of the aphids sometimes. Uh, no, it's, it's, you know, it's so varied, uh, different places in the country, what would be the, you know, available that I, you know, I just try to, I, I try to make it myself or find someone that I know, I know what their sources are and so forth. Okay, we'll just go a little bit here on um, extending the season in the garden in general. Uh, if we can get past all this. This is uh, in the fall, uh, and you can see my garden got kind of chaotic here in this part, kind of weeds growing around the edge. This is where we had potatoes in the spring, okay? And after we harvested the potatoes, sometime in uh, July, we are beginning of August, we tilled it up and we planted our fall garden, okay? And so this over here is kale, and this is turnips right here, and these are carrots, which you can't see, but they're there, and this is beets, and these were a couple plants that we didn't want to get rid of yet, um, and this was some lettuce, okay? And so you just, it's very easy. Fall gardens are one of the easiest. You get the most production for the least work because the weeds have sort of slowed down their pressure. And um, so you just go out there and just sometimes you broadcast it. Uh, and uh, you can till up your bed and just sprinkle the kale seed on the bed. We did this with rose, as you can see. We used our little Earthway push planter but uh, you just sprinkle the kale seed on the bed or the turnip seed, one seed every inch or two, every direction. Then you get your kids out there just dancing around on the bed, stomp it all down, and then you just run your rake over it and pull the soil from between the footprints 
into the footprints or whatever, just rake it a little bit real lightly and then keep it well watered and it'll just come up a solid thing of kale or whatever. Um, and that works well in the fall, whereas in the spring, you can't get in there to cultivate once you've done that. So I, that's why in the spring especially, I like to have my things in, in rows, then I can run my hoe between the, between the rows. So you just have to decide whether that will work for you. So this is what it was looking like about the time it was uh, some good freezes, and we were picking our last peppers there probably is how we got this picture. And you can see there's the turnips, and down under there are some turnips. Here's our kale and uh, lettuce. Looks kind of whatever because we've been you know, chopping it way back, eating it, picking it. And as carrots, we're putting floating row cover. Here it's down on the ground. It probably got rained into the soil there, but we had that to keep the carrots from getting frozen. And here are the beets. So with just a little work, uh, sometimes you get so busy you know, canning and freezing and picking things out of your spring garden, you have to work to get this done, but for the amount of work you do to just go out there and plant a few greens and salads and turnips, uh, you get a lot of uh, food. Yeah, I usually plant it a month or a month and a half uh, before the first frost. Yeah, and it just in general, you know, you just look at the, the uh, um, days to maturity and sort of figure back from the first frost. The further south you get though, the closer you can plant to the first frost because you know here in Texas it stays warm a lot longer after the first frost relatively than it does up in uh, Michigan or something like that. Okay, and then when the winter comes it really starts getting cold. In our area that would be sometime in December. Then we take our, um, our tomato cages and we take them apart and make them into a little tunnel like this. And we just put that over our kale. The kale is under here. And then we just put this plastic over top. So that's your little mini greenhouse. We did this before we had the greenhouse. Now we just have the greenhouse. We just plant our kale in the greenhouse. We're getting lazy. But before, it was no problem. You just plant it out there. And then you just put those cages over. And uh, you know you have to vent it now and then when it's hot days, but we did that for a whole decade, and it's really fun. And any any day of the winter, you can go out there and pick uh, kale, and in the spring it just takes off and grows up, and uh, of course then it goes to seed because the biennial. But that attracts the beneficials and gives you that early. I'll talk about that in the next talk. Um, what that will do for your beneficials. So. Okay, here's some general points for extending the season. Uh, plant in a southern exposure, just a sheltered spot toward the south. Uh, light soil, more sandy soil, will heat up in the spring more quickly than a heavy soil. Well-drained, same thing, good air drainage, not down in some cold air pocket, um, but a little bit on a, on a side of a hill, you might say. And then you plant early varieties, you know, that early girl tomatoes instead of better boy, which are a full season variety. Um, fast growing vegetables, of course, like carrots, <laughs> I mean, uh, um, radishes, let's say, salads. Um, of course, you want to have healthy transplants, so it's nice to grow your own plants because then you can grow really big ones that are not um, just, you know, little things you get from the store. 
and then you can use a plastic mulch like black plastic will heat up the soil around the plant and uh, speed up its growth once you, uh, once you plant it. And then floating row covers, we've already talked about that. Um, and you don't have, when you do it in your garden, you don't, in early spring, on your, you, know, you plant your first lettuce bed and your carrots, you don't have to have hoops over it. Okay, you just lay it on the ground, put some two by fours or, or rebar around the edges or sandbags to hold it down. And as the lettuce grows up, it just lifts this floating row cover up or the greens or whatever. So you don't have to do as much work. Um, and then, of course, other things like hoop houses, cold frames, hot caps, which is a little wax paper cap that you can put over, uh, wall of water, same idea, but it holds water. You can pour water into this side of this wall of water, and it, the thermal properties of water will keep the plant, the tomato plant, let's say, that you have in there from freezing. So you can plant your tomatoes just a little bit earlier in the spring if you have a wall of water. Okay, so that is, that'll be uh, some ideas you can have to, uh, to eat salads and eat well all winter. And uh, so I'll be, I'll be looking forward to some uh, phone calls or emails from you guys to hear how, how luxuriously you're uh, faring. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.